welcome to Nerd News Now for what year is this? Is this still 2020? September 14th, 2020. We've made it three quarters. We've got, uh, hey, John, this is like your third time to join us, so welcome back. Thanks for coming. Uh, we have Chaz and Miss Jen rounding things out. Uh, guys, what have you been up to? We'll start with you, Miss Jen. What have you been up to this week? Oh, gosh. Uh, I bought 30,000 comics today. <laughs> So that's just like a, that's just like a mon a regular Monday for you now. That's pretty much a regular Monday for you now. It's not an exaggeration either. That's exactly how many I bought. Um, let's see. This week was fun. I I went and watched Jurassic Park on Friday. How was it? It was the same as it was always. I took a nap in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Was it uh was it driving or or in theater? In theaters, and Nedry's still a douche, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Newman. But I think that maybe uh, seeing that in a drive-in could had an added effect if they put a couple, gave everyone a cup of water, then had someone come and shake the car during yep. the uh, T-Rex chasing. But um, <laughs> has has anyone else gone into a theater besides Miss Jen? Because it seems that she's gone into a theater the last three weeks. At least once. Chaz, no. John, you? No, I don't. I don't. I don't uh, go to theater very much anymore. I kind of watch stuff on streaming services. So. Yeah. Um, I. I mean, I would go like once every two weeks to to decompress, but I mean, nothing. I mean, I'm. I just don't foresee myself going until next year when we're all in the uh, clear of this. Because for one thing, there's so much to watch. As you mentioned, streaming services. And we're going to get more and more movies that are going to go directly to on-demand. And I would rather just put down that 20 bucks or whatever for things like Bill and Ted. Or even 30 for Mulan, much to Chaz's chagrin. But, uh, 30? Just, yeah. Did I hear that right? Three yeah. Is $30 is too much. And you don't yeah. even get oh, What am I paying for? I mean, I can't get a Mandalorian to save my life. No. Well, you can in October. <laughs> October 30th, right? Yeah. But uh, I think, I mean, I guess it just depends on, you know, if you were going to take a whole family to see Mulan, then 30 bucks is, you know, nothing compared to what it would have been. But, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, they're going to have their whole family plus the friends or whatever, and they're not going to pitch in on anything. I mean, it's just, and then you don't get to keep it. That's my biggest thing. Okay. You, if, you do get to keep it. You get to keep a lot? For, for, yeah, you you keep it. I mean, you just keep it until it becomes a part of Disney Plus. Well, see, that's why it's already on Disney Plus, though, isn't it? Yeah, but you have to unlock it for thirty dollars. Oh well, I'll just wait until it was free. Uh, I don't think you're gonna watch it anyway. We've already had this this whole roundabout thing, and then they tried to compare Mulan to Black Widow, and then it just got way out of hand. I never even tried to compare the two. Okay, well, here's my thing. Uh, like, as far as Disney Plus goes, uh, the live action stuff, there was like a day where I had nothing to do. So I did watch like the Jungle Book live action. I watched uh, Lion King and Aladdin. So I think I, I, I did all three of those in one day. So I will probably watch Mulan when it's available for my five ninety nine <laughs> a month. I'll totally watch it then. Mulan is just not on my spectrum right now. Um, well, I think it's going to, it always seemed that it was going to be the biggest difference between the animated and the live action. 
the complaints I've heard so far are there's no songs and no animated dragon. I'm kind of like, yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon good, though? I mean, like, I'll take that. Like, if the Wu-Tang Clan is in there and they're doing some kung fu, I'm about that life. Oh, if it, I mean, if RZA could have done the score, that would have been awesome. Shout out to RZA. And yeah. For for sure. Um, uh, John, what have you been up to? Uh, man, it's been a kind of a light week. Uh, pretty busy at work. And then... Um, I could have hit rank nine in PvP for Pogo, but I didn't. I I do other teams. So, uh, other than that, just spending time at Max and uh, Bridget and kind of chilling out, watching uh, the boys. I got caught up on that and then watched the latest episode that aired Friday earlier today. That was pretty strong. Um, really loving that. I, I think they're just executing that Garth Ennis world really well between that and Preacher. Like, those are. Just super strong shows. Um, Preacher was Preacher kind of. I kind of got taken out of Preacher early on because it didn't have that travel aspect to it. Because they basically were going to one location per season because of budgetary purposes. Because if they would have done what they did in the comic over the sixty-six issues, <laughs> the budget would have been Excellent. out of control. Yeah. Um, so I, I think. But but I still loved uh, the cast and the the tone and and all that was definitely Garth Ennis. This, however, I think is an even better job. Maybe it's because they're able to show. I mean, because it's a very it's a microcosmic universe. Like there's a lot going on, but it takes place, you know, at, at like the Super Seven Tower, and it's revolving around those characters. And then you have Yui come in and Billy the Butcher. And it just seems more, uh, it seems more grounded, if that's even possible for a show with with flying and, and yeah, whales. Yeah. whales. Don't it's, you feel uh, bad? It's very polished. It's very uh, polished, whereas I think Seth and crew on The Preacher went really, really, okay, th- this is a debaucherous, fun, good time with vampires and ridiculousness and god riding a moped and you know and a dog suit i mean it was just so i think this was a little more polished and a little less pushed away from kind of placating to us nerds so but i'm loving both i think they both are great i think the acting is absolutely phenomenal for for a lot of the lead characters i even dig a train's character and his was never really anything more than a meh, but I, I think they've brought even something to that. I'm uh, still disappointed Jessica Jones isn't a thing anymore. Oh yeah, no, I I miss, I miss that aspect of uh, the. I mean, I guess we'll call it the MCU, although it was the you know the Netflix uh, version of that. Uh, but without giving anything away, what did you think about the scenes where Homelander was visiting an old friend? Did that throw you off at all? Uh, did the old friend maybe become the friend that looked like the friend? Too? Yeah, but I don't think he liked. I don't think he liked anyone that he ended up liking anyone that he saw. That's the thing about him, he he hates everyone equally, right? He's kind of yeah. an equal opportunity hater, and uh, yeah, he hates himself. And I think that's what comes across in the character that crave to be loved, but actually that that self hatred. It's it does just a fantastic acting job from top to bottom to kind of 
pull off that unlikable sociopath and show that level of cruelty, but in the same token, kind of still pull off the Superman kind of vibe a little bit. So I'm just, I'm, I'm loving it. I think it's the best thing on right now, pretty much. I haven't seen Cobra Kai yet, I must admit, but I haven't been this wild since uh, uh, Berthel did the uh, Punisher, where I just thought it was visceral acting. Man, that guy's got to get more work. They're talking about him getting to be the Punisher in the main MCU, Marvel. And oh yeah, I mean, that would be a no-brainer. Yeah, I, I think that would be a no-brainer. Um, I just I hope the whale from the boys episode three can get more work because yeah. we talked about the star of the episode. Dude, he did really kill it. <laughs> yeah, um, and I don't know if you've watched it, but they have that really awesome after show with Aisha Tyler, who I love, and uh, I they did. That. I'll take they it. Did, they did a they did a feature on that scene. The effects and everything that went into that, so it's definitely worth a watch. Out. If you start getting boys withdrawals, waiting for the next episode to drop, now that you're caught up, go back and watch that inside the boys show. I think there's a there's one episode per each episode that's aired so far, plus like a season one wrap up that they did. Are y'all liking the character development on the deep so far? I I do. I mean, I still I, I still you know he's still falling into those traps where, uh, as you saw in the last episode. He's still going to make the wrong choices for right now. I mean, he's really having to be coached up. <laughs> yeah, by, by I think he's a really interesting character, the way they're kind of pulling it off. That's it, it, all my, I'm saying. I, I think I've, I've never been more disturbed by Patton Oswalt's voice. I do love Patton Oswalt's voice on some gills. Yeah, that, that was... Uh, that, and, and you know what? That's not even a spoiler anymore because they've started to use that in international promos. So. Yeah, uh, if you've never heard his stand-up uh, Werewolves and Lollipops, um, not for the faint of heart, and highly, highly recommended. There's no there's no comedian that I can think of that caters more to nerds than than him, so. Yeah. I highly recommend all this stuff. Uh, Chaz, what about you? What have you been up to? Not watching the boys. <laughs> uh, no, man, same old stuff, dude. Same old, same old. Um, so, uh, Nita Strauss, she is the lead guitar player for um, uh, Alice Cooper. Anyway, uh, she's my coach as far as working out. So, I've been working out. I started on the first. Results are coming in. I'm feeling really, really good. Um, other than that, man, just, uh, you know, singing comic books. And that's about it. Trying to get caught up with everything. Have the boys on the list. So, I should be watching that sometime this week. Because like I said last week, I was going to wait, since it's a weekly thing, I was going to wait until like five, six episodes in. That way I can binge it, and that way I'm not paying so much later on. And I think it's it. Oh, uh, somebody at work today, I'm hanging out, right? And a, a delivery person comes in. Some secret admirer <laughs> sent me an edible arrangements today. <laughs> so, that's always fun. <laughs> so I shared it with everybody who was working, and it was delicious. And the card was kind of confusing, but regardless, if you're watching, thank you very much for that. Other than that, man, it's the same old stuff, man. Confusing, same. like, confusing, the, are, are they still a secret, or do you know who it was? No, I have no idea. At first, I had two two ideas. One, I had an idea. It was more of a hopeful, but it was like, okay, well, this person would never do something like this. Uh, the other one, the initials didn't match. And then I asked her, I was like, yo, is this you? And she was like, no, frowny face. But... Well, it, it said, the card pretty much said, hey, 
I'll just read the card. Yeah, just read the card. Read yeah. The card. All right. It says, Chaz, throwing my name in the hat. You're too amazing not to. Crushing hard S.A. So S.A., I'm kind of figuring that it's probably just um, like secret admirer. And I'm switching the background because <laughs> it doesn't like. So there's the card. Yeah. We just turned into a reality show, I think. Uh, I know. We did, right? But here's the confusing part. I'm throwing my name in the hat, but I'm not going to tell you what my name is. So I was like, what? Yeah. Um, you know, you got to do a little Batman detective work. That's all. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do. So anyway. Uh, yeah, man. So that's my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, so there was some big news today. And specifically for the MCU. Um, and there's a character that is going to, I guess, be uh, kind of the next villain after Thanos. So we'll just start, jump right in with this. Uh, Jonathan Majors was cast as Kang. Yes. And now I need someone, one of you, uh, I can do the Wikipedia thing, but can someone tell me an abbreviated history of Kang and why we should be excited? Uh, minus the fact that Jonathan Majors is an amazing actor. Uh, you can see him now on Lovecraft Country, which I think I've talked about every Nerd News Now episode since it started on HBO. Um, so, King the Conqueror, who wants to take it? Gotta be the Queen of Comics. She knows yeah. that. That's old school, too, by the way, for the I new I think I, I think, okay, so I'm just gonna go with what my brain tells me from, like, yeah. who knows when I looked at it last, but isn't King like, a future grandson of Reed Richards or something? He's, yeah, he's a time traveler, and oh, okay. that's a real big throwback for them. I'm very... I, I hadn't heard that until you just said it, Mark. I am literally going, what? This is a guy who was in Fantastic Four and Doctor Strange, and they're really going deep on the occult, I think, and the time travel tropes that I hate so much. But Oh, so you, you don't like time travel? I love time travel. No, that's why I always throw it out there so that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. We talked about it on uh, a few episodes back where it was, um, I thought I brought it up that Kang was a possible. So now it's, now it's legit. But in Ant-Man and the Wasp, there's a little bit of clip and you can Google it, you can YouTube it or whatever, where it's got the city that Kang like runs or whatever in the quantum realm. So the theory is that the Fantastic Four has been in this city, in the quantum realm, for a very long time, or for a period of time. And since Ant-Man has gone through the quantum realm or whatever, then they realize that they can get out of the quantum realm as the Fantastic Four. So the rumor is that we're not going to get like a Fantastic Four origin story, that it's just going to pick up from the quantum realm. They're going to find a way to get out of it. Kang's the, you know, they leave. Kang's like, where's my people at? And then go from there or whatever. Is this but, a segue to Inhumans, do you think? Or are they going to go more Spider-Ham? I had to throw that one out there. I'm sorry. It's, I, I would watch a Spider-Ham movie hands down over Inhumans any day. Because Spider-Ham made uh, into the Spider-Verse for me, like, just come alive a little bit more. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, I'll take me some Howard the Duck over that, though. <laughs> well, they give us a little tease with Howard the Duck a couple of, uh, in a couple of the movies and whatnot. So I don't know if Howard the Duck can um, outdo the 1980s movie because 
I mean, it was so good. Do I want a Howard the Duck movie? Probably not. Give me, like, maybe, like, if they did, like, you know, the Marvel TV shows that they're doing, give me, like, five minutes at the end of, like, WandaVision for Howard the Duck, like, a little bit of, like, insight or whatever. Like, give me those little teasers. I don't know if, I don't know if I'd want an entire hour and a half of Howard the Duck. I don't know how you would incorporate that. Maybe uh, like, it fills up with the Galaxy. Turtles, you know? Just have them kind of come in and do certain cool episodes with them or something. But, yeah. Dude, that'd be cool. Like, if he shows up Guardians of the Galaxy and he's just there and, like, they, he gets a little bit more screen time than 10 seconds, I'd be cool with that, man. I think that would work. Did Disney buy Star Trek properties? No. Star Trek? I don't think so. That's CBS, right? They're still doing CBS stuff. Are you sure yeah. they don't plan on buying them? Hmm? Are you sure they don't plan on buying that property? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, they could buy. I'm sure it's on that list. Who, who's the Star Trek fans? Raise of hands over Star Wars. Oh no, not a chance. Oh, just, <laughs> not just a chance. deadpan. Well, uh, I'm looking on Wikipedia here. It, it seems as though X Men and Star Trek had a crossover. What? This Kang is one of the persons in it. Yeah, called Second Contact. On so, what though? On on. In, in the, the comic? comic? Yeah. Okay. Kang disrupts a number of timelines before being defeated by a combined effort of the mutant X-Men and a crew of the Enterprise E. What? I have no idea. I'll have I to look at that. That would be a hot book to buy, you know, just saying if they ever bring Star Trek into the fold. What's, uh, what series is that you said? It's called um, Second Contact. It's an X-Men Star Trek comic. Crossover. What? When did that come out? Yeah, yeah I have no idea. Nightcrawler came out. Yeah, that's crazy, though. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they bought Star Trek, and they're like, "All your base now belong to us." Oh, right. Yeah. No joke. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I would definitely have to look that up for sure. And uh, so, Miss Jen, we'll throw I'll throw this part to you. So, speaking of comics, and you talk about you know speculation of the market and all things like that. Has anyone called the shop and asked for Avengers number eight or Fantastic Four number nineteen? Like you would just have those lying around anyway. But has anyone <laughs> no. asked? For but I've got um, there's a like a variant cover for I think it's avengers forever or something number one there's a, a really awesome looking kang cover and that's what's been selling as we're live i can see it if you see my screen go weird it's because someone's buying it <laughs> they keep on getting hit over and over again because i have a secret stash of those i had listed on bay so and i would like to say the very first online comic i ever bought from jen was the avengers forever that that comic that's right it was, it was that one so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sure it's worth a lot right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, uh, so the reason I bring up both of those books is because, as as like you said, Kang is it's kind of a not a confusing choice, but it's not a household. Kang the Conqueror is not a household name. Uh, this character uh, has a convoluted past, and one of the things is there's going to be a discrepancy of the first appearance because. He's in Fantastic Four number 19 as Rama Tut, uh, basically a guy from uh, 3100 you know, AD that 
is obsessed with time travel, finds some old Doctor Doom equipment lying around, and goes back to Egypt and makes himself a king. Uh, and then Fantastic Four intervenes and stops him. But then he appears as King the Conqueror in Avengers number eight a year later. So I think, uh, like Chaz said, with them opening up the can of worms with the quantum realm and time travel, obviously someone who was obsessed with technology and time travel, because he really has no powers outside of that. Um, it's always like, if a villain has no powers, it's always genius intellect. And if a hero has no powers, it's cash money. Like you never hear of a hero that's like genius, like genius intellect, but it's always like the villain with like genius intellect. Um, so, but that's that's his thing. He's gonna find. He's gonna like noticed. You know, notice that uh, probably like the the odd pulses and be like, oh, someone's manipulating time. That's cool. I'm gonna go find it out. So well, I think there's a lot of. Uh, I think there's a lot of room for interesting stuff, and Ant-Man seems like a very good uh, jump-off point for that. And if, for some reason, they really wanted to blow people's minds, they could have Fantastic Four in the last 20 minutes of that, but I seriously doubt they're going to do that. But I really wish they would, because I do not need another... I don't need another Fantastic Four origin story. It's like, we're going on a spaceship. Now we have powers. That's it. We don't need this again and again and again, especially not... Not as educated as the audience is now. If this was 20 years ago, okay. Uh, but they tried that, and it just doesn't work. You you need to get you just need to get into it to get past all those moments that might be just like soft beats in the movie and just really up and running. And maybe you could do like individual flashbacks in the future for their own movie or whatever. But we don't need. I don't think we need an origin story of any characters anymore. Now, if like Blue Beetle gets his own movie tomorrow, sure. But yeah. but anyone that we know by name, we don't we don't need. We certainly like if if Hawkeye were to ever get his own movie, for example, uh, or in the show, we don't need to know why he likes arrows. I don't personally, <laughs> but I mean I don't know. We just don't need any more origin stories. I don't know that it does any service uh, overall. Like. Everyone knows Batman's story. I just don't know that it does a lot of surface to um, establish characters, like you said, but even newer, less known characters, like the Mandarin was the Mandarin in there, but he wasn't really the Mandarin, but it it didn't really matter. Like, they didn't need to go to a backstory for it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Kang does a bunch of time travel and Josh Brolin pays yet another role as Strife. And then you'll have Venom, and they can parlay that one in. I'm sure that would piss Sony off some more. Uh, but uh, we'll see. You know, uh, it's always possible. Uh, don't know. But uh, I'd like to see Brolin reprise yet another role. Get that money. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Oh, maybe, maybe not Jonah Hex. Maybe not that one. Maybe leave that. <laughs> Maybe leave that behind. Just leave that where it is, man. <laughs> leave that. Leave just leave that where it is. Um, yeah. w- one thing about origin stories, maybe it's because we're used to nonlinear storytelling now with Quentin Tarantino and the jump cuts back and forth and the exposition and and not only that, but in in our intake of media, I don't have. I can go watch The Boys season two episode four. Like I'm not at the mercy of a programmer anymore. I can go watch, you know, an episode from Friends season ten, so that I know 
uh, that everything else I watch is way better than it. I mean, I don't need to remind myself of that, but I could. Right. I think that nonlinear storytelling really does a service to a, a lot of movies. Like when you think of Memento or uh, insert any Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, I, I think that not setting it up where, okay, there's an antagonist, they're going to do some fighting, the good guys win or they'll win in the second one or whatever, like kind of moving it around a little bit makes her better story overall. Um, you know, kind of going present day, jump back present day. I think that's just more interesting. It's uh, it's been done well in a lot of movies and I think that's uh, important. And I just think when specifically with villains and I guess specifically the example that comes to mind is X-Men Age of Apocalypse. All this stuff at the beginning, we didn't need that. Like it just it it takes you out of it because you're you're there to see you're there to see the X-Men. And yes, Apocalypse. And also, there's a lot of pressure when you take a villain like Apocalypse. That's why I think I think King's a really smart move because out of an audience of a hundred, maybe one guy shakes his fist and goes, "You screwed up my favorite character." But everyone else is just like there to let the character grow in them, you know. So I think it's, I think it's a smart, a really smart move. Uh, Jonathan Majors is again awesome on Lovecraft Country. Uh, if you have Netflix, he's also in uh, Spike Lee's *The Five Bloods*. Check that out. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this, and uh, you know we're we're in that realm where you know as this Phase Four moves on. We're still waiting on, you know, Black Widow. We're still waiting on the Eternals. And it'll be interesting to see kind of what pops up. I mean, everyone wants to know, how are you bringing the X-Men and how are you bringing Fantastic Four? But I think but I think these little kind of teases intrigue us as to how they're going to do it. And I'm just hoping, like, we see them before their own movies. Because I just, again, I just don't think we need to be explained. I don't need to be explained ever again who Wolverine is. Or Professor X, or Storm, or Rogue. Or... Now, if you did the Captain Marvel version of Rogue, that would be uh, incredible. <laughs> right, right, but I don't think they're going to do that. No, I don't think so. I highly doubt it. It'd be really cool, but I don't see that happening. I, I, I mean, I think you could do it and, and be you know sympathetic to both characters. I mean, I think it could work. I just, I, I don't know if it's possible to do to do that when you're trying to bring in an entire franchise. I don't know if you would spend... Let's say there was like eight... The next eight MCU movies, you see one X-Men pop up, I would be all about that. And then it would be like a slow burn of three years, but you would have a well-developed you know, X-Men coming out of each movie. be awesome. But I don't think they're going to do that. Well, that's more of a Sony thing. I mean... Age of Apocalypse was a miss. You had Psylocke, which is an interesting character, could have her own movie, and it was just a miss. Like I was like, okay, you're going to bring in Storm, you're going to have Psylocke. Uh, how are you going to screw this up? Oh wait, never mind. You know, we got you know Sony on this 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 uh, thing here. I mean, honestly, Iron Man three would have been good with fing fang foom in it let's not be lying about that i mean giant godzilla type uh, dragon creature i'd have been all over that like iron man fights a, a, a giant godzilla creature let's let's see where that goes uh they're kind of known for going with the unobvious choice I, I think thanos is you know obvious choice but these lesser knowns make for interesting movies 
So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Miss Jen, I'm going to kick this over to you. Uh, a trailer for a little movie called Dune came out. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I really like that trailer a lot. <clears throat> it's only missing my favorite character, though. I need some fade. Now, who? So I know nothing about Dune, and I've 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 thought about trying to read the book, trying to watch the you know original TV series or whatever. And I, after seeing that trailer, I'm just I'm I'm gonna wait because I just don't like I, I think I'm just I, I'm so enamored by that trailer and how awesome and epic it looks. I think that anything else might just be a disappointment. And if I'm really interested in that, then I'll go back and watch and see what what they did. But uh, that trailer looks awesome. So who is who is Fade? Fade is the the nephew of Baron Harkonnen, and in the original film, he was played very well by Sting. He was like the you know like Harkonnens are usually like big burly dudes, and he was like super slender and oh he was uh, they they did a perfect job with him. He's was he just like oozed danger by his just like look. <clears throat> so he's an important character. He's the foil for the main character. So it would be, I, I don't know if they're doing it on purpose, waiting to show who they've cast. Have they, not announced, they, haven't, they announced like a cast of like 20 that's not one of the characters? I, I don't know. He's not in the trailer at all. So I don't know if they're keeping it a secret or if it's on IMDb. I should go look and I'll be like, oh, okay. But uh, I'm like you. I want to, I want to, can't wait to see the film. I will tell anybody that's thinking about reading the book, just know that it is very, very long book, and it is way drier than the movie. To the, uh, the punch on that one. Wow. Um, the books, Mark, are an investment in your life. <laughs> uh, to to oh, read that. what you might take almost a year, but Momoa's in it. I didn't even know that. And, oh, yeah. And Josh Brolin and Dave Bautista. Oh, yeah. Josh Brolin. Like you said, Josh Brolin's Brolin. getting that money. Josh Brolin's getting that money. Javier Bardem will steal the damn show. Can we all agree on that? <laughs> I don't know. Zendaya. He always, <laughs> he always does. I don't know. Like, I, I Timothy Chalamet in the trailer is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, like he, like I have no idea. I, I, I don't know if like Dune is just Game of Thrones with way more sand, or 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 what. But I, but it just it looks awesome. That's awesome. Think of more of a rated R kind of. Star Wars with uh, a lot more um, just kind of esoteric, uh, weird, uh, I don't want to call it. It's politics it, and religion. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to say it's like the old English church, but I would want to blast out like that on anybody it, British that might be watching. Hello, what do you mean, right? It, it's very uh, much like that. If, if you enjoyed any of the Anne Rice books, you'd probably uh, enjoy this pretty, uh, pretty, pretty well in a more sci-fi kind of way. Mm -hmm. The spice is real. And does it end up just being like a, a prequel to Tremors? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, that's what I was. Maybe there's that or that is a great segue though, and that was that was some fire. Well, either that or. The initial uh, uh, visuals for the Dune prequel today, too, also. Oh, for the, the comic? Mm-hmm. Who, who's doing that again? Oh, gosh. 
I should have paid attention. I looked at all the visuals, but I didn't see who they were by. Uh oh. Well, why? Who, who's publishing that? Who has the rights to the? Boom. Boom Comics. Boom. Okay. Um, now, see, that's something. That's something I, I might would pick up before the movie, because because that's going to be much lower impact, and you might get a feel of you know where the characters are you know before that story starts, unless we get a really long, drawn out you know <laughs> scenes at the beginning. But uh, so whenever someone mentions like anything sci-fi and politics, I just think of that that 90 minute boardroom scene on the first star trek and i just start to fall asleep because yeah. that that was like so ridiculous if you've ridiculous. ever seen the original star trek movie oh. dude <laughs> it, i'm trying to get into it like uh, a long time ago like i tried to get into it it's like i'm gonna do it man star trek <laughs> i watched that and i fell asleep i don't know how many times and i was like let's just get through it i'm one of those guys it doesn't matter if um if the movie's bad I'll stick it through just till the end, just so I can say I've seen it. I've seen the whole thing. I gave it a chance. Star Trek? Oh, dude. Like, I fell asleep so many times. I, I've, I don't think I've ever gone through it. Like, one of the originals, I've never seen a whole a whole one through. I just fall asleep every time. <laughs> so boring. I mean, I'm going to start with Wrath of Khan. I, really, I would probably only watch Wrath of Khan and then just skip to the J.J. Abrams ones. Yeah, I mean those. I mean, there's action. Like, keeps you involved. You're awake. <laughs> like, you can watch yeah. the boy home. That's where all the quotes come from. <laughs> I'll, one, I'll, I'll Google the quotes before I watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Star Trek fans to flame it properly. Star Trek fans have a big disdain for the movies as really? a, the series. Yeah, it's a big. I mean, there's people who collect everything, all memorabilia alike, but still, it's the less sought after uh, memorabilia from them. So, everyone kind of thinks the next generation was like a shining moment. They kind of did a resurgence and brought it to everything. The newer Star Trek, I mean, Star Wars movies have not been for that second kind of run when everyone was capping on jar jar the greatest sith lord of all time and you know for those who believe that like myself they should they should just do a short and just give it to us or he's like no jar jar was a sith he's the dude that'd be awesome everyone knows this come on right place right time always unless i see it this isn't happening because i want to be in awe like i was the first time i saw Darth Maul hit that lightsaber. You got the one and the two. You're like, what? And then in the very last, in the last Star Wars, where Ray comes out, she's got the pew, and then she flips it. You're like, what? That's how in awe I want to be as far as Jar Jar being a Sith Lord. Just give it to me, man. I don't care if it's five minutes. Just give me a little something. Jen, Jar Jar is a Sith and the master. <laughs> Is Dooku is uh, acolyte then? Because we never figured out who the master acolyte was with with Dooku. Yes. When you start to read some of the older comics and just stuff on the internet, you start to realize they have such a rich history that I think a lot of non nerds who maybe are really into Star Wars, but that's like it, you know, because they grew up on it or whatever, but not really anything else, not comic collectors. They really get they kind of get shoved to the side on understanding that that's where some of the really 
cool stuff happens and some of the really cool adventures. And it's, it's just quite a shame that uh, they didn't go to some of the creme de la creme on that. So, or just hand it to Favreau. He'll, he'll make sure it gets right. I mean, come oh, on. Yeah. All day long, for sure. And uh, speaking of segues, now moving to or staying in the world of Star Wars. Um, and there's been this rumor for a little bit, but it's it's gaining some steam online, is a Mace Windu show for Disney+. Plus. Now, this would come on the heels of, obviously, Ewan McGregor reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, and then Cashin Andor show on the way, a character I'm not familiar with. Uh, so, obviously... Samuel Jackson would be involved in this, but they would cast Mace Windu uh, as a as a younger version, and it would be uh, his story you know, coming up as a Jedi. Although Samuel Jackson uh, is totally down to and wants to uh, do modern day scenes or flashbacks when he's older, so um, that would be very cool. Um, who else? Can you think of? Well, I'll go around starting with Miss Jen. What other character would you like to get their own show on Disney Plus? Since it seems like we're going to be in this realm of Star Wars TV for a few years. I want one with that just stars Salacious Crumb. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Do you think? Would you go sitcom format on that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It would be him and what happens while everyone's asleep. In the uh, you know the underground layer, all those weird creatures that thing that hangs out the wall. What the heck was that? And they they like just like have their own adventures when everyone's you know sleeping. He could be he could be like the first Fraggle. He could be the first Fraggle Rock. That could be, it could be his story. Could be all a prequel to that. And he finds the cave and and the Dozers and all that. I would I would enjoy that immensely. Chaz, what about you? Uh, from the Star Wars universe, uh, let's stick with like the comedy theme. I'm gonna go K2SO. Just give me, <laughs> just give me a, a like maybe a mini series of that guy. Yeah, he was great in Rogue One, and uh, I don't think we got enough of that character. So let me let me get that one. I want to know uh, where does he come from? What battles has he been in? And why is he just so <sighs> just sullied? I guess I don't know. He's just so just. Meh. So, yeah, give, give me a little bit of backstory on K2SO all day. And, John, what about you? Star Wars character with their own show. Um, it, it's a little interesting because it depends on what they do with it, right? This one's a Western. I'd really like to see kind of a Sopranos mafioso kind of vibe. Like, I think when you stick with kind of a genre and you kind of adapt to it, it makes you, like, really, really interesting. So I probably wouldn't want to see just, like, one person necessarily i might want to see like a couple of people and like what they're doing in between something or kind of putting the pieces together i think that could be interesting um i if i just had to pick at random um i might want to learn about like chewbacca's world or like just the the emperor himself like what's that guy about like straight up he's evil and shit but you know what, what? What's Palpatine's thing, right? Like uh, Darth Sidious, where where does it all start? And like them adapt that to where they kind of do a. This is what put all the pieces in place to really kind of topple everything, like that anti-hero kind of guy, and and just give them something compelling enough that says, okay, this is why he turned, 
and this right. is where we're at. And this is this is why he's on this mission to kind of just disrupt everything that's pure and make it where they're not necessarily the antagonist. Uh, they're the protagonist, kind of. Like, we've all had it wrong the whole time and just mind-bend us and flip our world to be like, oh, the Jedis are just a bunch of D-weeds, dude. This is that goody-goody stuff. And, like, I've had it wrong the whole time. Kind of like, uh, does everybody remember Hollywood Hogan? And that oh, just yeah, your damn so, yeah, so Hulk Hogan, I'm the real American, and then he was NWO Hogan with the blonde mustache yeah. and black beard. Okay, I want that executed well, where I'm like, F the Jedi, the dark side's where it's at, dude. Like, And you're just like, oh, I get it now. That was just the wrong way to go is trying to be pure your whole life and not just you know, Ricky Martin live in La Vida Loca. So that's what I'd like to see, something interesting like that, where they kind of have a vibe with it and it's got like a thematic kind of vibe. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons Mandalorian is so successful is it feels like a Western to me, but it's in outer space and it's totally cool and it feels fresh, right? We've never seen a mafioso kind of Star Wars and I think they have the talent to write something like that. So that's what would interest me. Take a big character, humanize them, make us rethink some things. Stop placating us and trying to sell toys because the toys will sell themselves if the story's compelling. Well, I got two on that. Uh, it's always the dark side over here, so I don't have to be convinced. To- I, I, me too, but I don't want to go. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to convince and Number two, I'm going to grant you your wish, son. If you want to know a little bit more about Chewbacca, there's a little movie called The Holiday Special. So please <laughs> and watch The Holiday Special. Art you want to know everything about Chewbacca. When you said that, if we could rewind the beat on that and get that in slow-mo, it's like... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so yeah, Chewbacca, I give you Chewbacca. For me, Mark, that's something I want to see. I want to see something compelling that really gets me thinking. And um, isn't a rehash to sell another Ewok, even though Ewoks are badass. So, uh, but also a uh, shout out to B. Arthur for being in the in the holiday special. That as, that part, as a bartender at the cantina. Uh, here's the thing: what what about instead of focusing the like, going with your mafioso vibe, but maybe it takes it's just most nicely takes place in that cantina. Then you meet those characters, and maybe they're doing their business there. And then it's like their their version of the Bada Bing from Sopranos. I, I and that's what I'm talking about. Something interesting like that, right? Like, I don't need another outer space sci-fi movie. That doesn't really work. We've already accepted that that's a universe, and we got sucked into it as children. Uh, almost everyone, um, or their parents, even. So, like, I mean, we 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 get that point. So, I, I don't think that that's enthralling anymore to go ooh. F- outer space flying and you know other dimensions and time like to me that doesn't wow me anymore human uh, like the human aspects of it are, are quite better um kind of like in way of the gun if you've ever seen that the car chase yeah that's car chase of all time uh for sure but uh yeah that, that's the kind of stuff that i think is interesting so for me take a character like that and do something interesting flip us on our head and if we, but if we did want to, st- if we wanted to stick with the comedy angle like the first two, I'd say get a show about Emperor Palpatine 
but done by Larry David and Curb Your Vengeance. That would He's be really I mean, gassy all the time, and that's like <laughs> just he can't control it, and everyone's always like, "Dude, man, get that checked out." And he's just like, "What?" That'd be great. Uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> throw this out there real quick. This would be a serious one-hour drama, and you talked about like not not focusing on the space fact, but just something that we were always told about but never knew anything about would be Alderaan. And of course you would have a young Princess Leia. And much like the way they did Krypton uh, for uh, Siffy, which you can now watch seasons one and two on the short-lived or soon-to-be-gone DC Universe app. But hey, it's got Lobo season two, so <laughs> that's... Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that would be cool. Is there a, is there a Lobo movie? No, he's on. No, there's no Lobo movie. He's on uh, Krypton uh, season two. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was terrible. Just I don't even know why you had to bring that up. That ruined it. I've got to. I've got to make that better. So on the uh, parting, uh, as we outro, um, can we please maybe post a link? I'll share internally in the chat. It'll make everyone stay better. I mean, if it doesn't, you might not. You might just be a bad person in life. Is it gross? Grocery store wars. It's Lobo singing "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal. It's the best thing ever. Chaz has seen it obviously because he's dying laughing. That's great. It's 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 amazing. <laughs> okay, do well, your favor and watch it right now, unless you're driving, because I know we're doing podcasts now. But uh, if you're driving, uh, when you're at the stoplight, put it on, listen to the car. But you know, don't don't drive and text. Well, John, since I brought that up, we'll, here, we'll, we'll switch to a topic I know you'll enjoy, and that's time travel. Just kidding. Uh, you mentioned, now you mentioned wanting to see things from the side of the Empire, and I have this in the video games uh, rundown for the end of the show, but EA, Electronic Arts, they're uh, promoting their new Star Wars Squadrons game, yes. and they released a six-and-a-half-minute short uh, entitled Hunted, and it makes it look like the Empire's the underdog. So the Empire, I don't know, like, just go to YouTube, the EA uh, channel, Hunted Star Wars Short, and it is a, a TIE fighter pilot, and he's up against it, and it makes them look like the good guys. I don't know if that would ever relate, would translate to a TV show or movie to do it that long, but definitely for, like, a, a video game, like, pick... I don't know why we can't have vignettes. Like, why can't we have shorts? Let Quentin Tarantino do a 45-minute episode and say, hey, look, you can have Samuel Jackson, just can't have the wallet and no F-bombs, no Dana Whites. So I'm good with it. You know what I mean? Like, I think you get some really interesting stuff, and it doesn't have to be canon. Everyone always has to argue about canon. Who cares? We want great storytelling. I, I mean, I really don't care. I'd like to see a Ewok uh, beast. Like, to me, that's just a whole, like, that. that's the part of the story we don't know, is that these things certainly turn into werebeasts, and they've been fighting with the uh, Chewbacca clan for a thousand years, and they're the actual bad guys. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, let John Carpenter in there, somebody. Like, I want to see some stuff like that. That'd be cool. Uh, oh, definitely I an anthology series by a different director every time for, like, an hour would be awesome. I mean, that that would be, that would be... Uh, fantastic. Uh, some other something else that's fantastic that I've been waiting on forever. Animaniacs, the new Animaniacs 
has a release date. It's November 20th. It's on Hulu. Original voice cast, Pinking the Brain. Everyone, finally. I, I, I was so afraid that this thing, it was in the works for so long that it was not going to happen. Uh, Chaz, who's your favorite Animaniacs character? You want to take a guess? <laughs> Wacko! No. Okay. No, Wacko's my favorite, of course. Wacko was just like, he's like, you know, my favorite Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo. It's like, you know, the the carefree, just wacky, kind of crazy, party kind of guy. Don, I couldn't relate to because obviously when I was younger, me being a, a boy, I was gravitating towards the boys. And uh, Yakko was just, he was just too straight-laced. He was a straight man. So I got to go with Wacko, man. He's great. He's funny. He had all the best lines. Miss Jen, what about you? Out of all the characters on there, doesn't have to be the Warners. The Wheel of Morality, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, good. so good. Uh, and John, what about you? Do you have any fond memories of the Animaniacs? Brain, for sure. I know it seems the obvious choice. Look, I'm the only jerk that I know that thought Lex Luthor and... Like when it was like, who do you do? Who would you rather be? We had some team building exercise at work at some point, and uh, they went around and they said, "Oh, who inspires you?" And everyone was like, "Martin Luther King, Jesus, this person." And I was like, "Lex Luthor," and they were like, "What?" And I was like, "Look, you got this overpowered dude. He's got all this stuff, and you just got a dude who's really hardworking and smart." And prepares really well. Uh, and they were like, out of any person you'd rather be, like Mahatma Gandhi and all this. I was like, Lex Luthor. I was like, does it have to be real or can it be fictional? And they were like, no one's ever asked that before. I was like, why not? That's way more interesting than, you know, most of the historical figures for me. And I, I said Lex Luthor, sorry. Uh, John put on the no-fly list at school very early on. We were like, red flags, watch this guy. It, it was a work function. This was like they flew a bunch of people. The, some guy who speaks for Oprah Winfrey. And oh, okay. Well, then HR is like, watch this guy. We got him yeah, on the no-fly list. Guy, man. And so I, I, I dig the brain character, like Mr. Burns. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I like Rick and Morty so much, too. And was that was that workshop was that work function before or after Jesse Eisenberg's incarnation in Man of Steel? Eisenberg, uh, I I can forgive him for that because Zombieland, two in a row, tic tac toe. Uh, like that's probably one of my favorite movies. We we raised a bunch of money for Tillman Troops. Uh, I did the first Zombieland walk and um, uh, help with that a lot, and um, that was pretty cool. So uh, Zombieland is probably my favorite movie of all time. So. Oh, wow, right? Uh, very cool. Um, I think my favorite Lex Luthor was Gene Hackman. Just awesome. Gene Hackman was great. I mean, he's, he's he was the first Lex Luthor I think I've ever seen on, on screen. Yeah, it'd have to be. Because if, if Superman always played on Showtime, we had Showtime. So when Superman showed up, you're just like, yeah, Superman. Uh, so, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you that. All, Be- all this... There's just all this nostalgia over Animaniacs. And then, so I was excited about that. And then I saw news that broke four hours ago. One of my favorite sitcoms of all time is being reimagined as a a cartoon series for Netflix. Has anyone heard about this? Well, it's not Friends. I don't know how well any of you know me, but it's not not Friends. Okay. Uh, Good times. And Norman Lear, who was a lot kicking in his late 90s, he's going to be producing... The show with Steph Curry, 
of MBA. Um, he's got a production company. He's doing a lot of good work out there. And Seth MacFarlane. And it's already got a ten episode order, and it's going to be awesome. Like, look, they're going to be doing they're going to be doing what they were doing in the seventies with good times, right. pointing out all out all the things with society. But it's going to be now, and it's going to ugh, it's going to be it's going to be great. If 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 you've had a chance to watch the last two years, they've done the uh, the the live um, performances of a few episodes on the family and good times. Yeah, yeah. all and Jeffersons. And the Jeffersons, yeah, uh, obviously still relevant. Um, and you know he's still doing uh, a pr- executive producer on uh, One Day at a Time, and they actually did an animated episode. That's what led to this. So yeah. look for that uh, probably in the next year or two. But that's going to be awesome. So uh, last few minutes of the show, comics. Miss Jen, any surprise books from last week? Uh, Stargazer totally sold out, like almost instantly. It's a Mad Cave book. Really good. And then... Uh, Cyberpunk was a very hot book, too. I was surprised. Uh, everybody came in for Cyberpunk, which I was pretty surprised about. So that was that was a good one. It's cool. Uh, but it makes sense. Yeah. And then uh, coming up, we got uh, a couple of news items. We have uh, a new Batman character that's going to be in Detective Comics 1027. Um, it will be uh, the Silver Ghost in the short story uh, Detective 26, and it's done by Grant Morrison and Chris Burnham. So anything Grant Morrison, uh, since I've gotten so into Doom Patrol, I'm just all all about that. So that'll probably be a hot book, and not that it wouldn't anyway because it's Detective Comics, but number 1027. Uh, and then the Batman Catwoman Maxi series from Clayman and Tom King finally has a release date. That's December 1st. Mm-hmm. It's been delayed almost a year. It's going to wrap up Tom King's run that ended with Batman 85. And uh, I did not know this. They may have stated this earlier, but it takes place over three different time periods. Oh, so, so that'll, be, that'll be interesting. Uh, and they, and in the description, they gave away a huge thing that I don't even want. I'm not going to say no spoilers, but it's out there if you want to see it, but, the third time period is especially interesting. I thought they would have kept them in their wraps, but they didn't. Um, so uh, what, Miss Jen and Chaz, what books are we looking forward to this week? Is the Suicide Squad out this week? It's not. No, okay. Whenever the next Suicide Squad comes out, it's going to be... I mean, it's already sold out. You can't get it, but uh-huh. there's, there's a, a big death in it. <laughs> mm, for sure. So that's... Um, already been leaked then right i mean i guess people know what's coming okay yeah. it was the previous description so it was not a really surprise <laughs> well, it, so for us animals that don't know yet well, i don't want to oh, actually spill it for you tell everybody scrub to if you're not watching live or if you are step away for 10 seconds and then scrub if you don't want to well, yeah you can do that you can do okay ready spoilers in five four three two one Go, Jen. His face is two different colors. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's how great. To, how to do it so, like, okay, that, anybody that w- reads the book actually would probably feel that way best. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Everybody does it. Like. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be really, really good. Um, other, well, I mean, that I can't, uh, I can't wait for. But we got Batman 99 coming out. Obviously, 1027. Everybody's 
all over that. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man Sins of Norman Osborn. Um, Iron Man is getting a brand new series. Um, what else? Let me look at my list here. Um, there's a, a quite a few reprints again. Yep. Uh, Reprint. We yeah. The Mar Marvel Snapshot X-Men. I don't know how exciting I uh, excited I am about the book, but the covers on it are beautiful. They look really, really good. Um, but Umbrella Academy's got a one shot coming out. Vampirella's got a one shot coming out. Um, but other than that, man, nothing really crazy. The uh, Conan Battle for the Serpent Crown. It's the last issue if you're keeping up with that. But There's some uh, good covers that the Ross variants for that are running through Marvel for the next two or three weeks are going yeah chad and i were talking about that earlier i was like hey. i got uh, a variant guy and i got yeah. i got some variants coming through and i was like very yes. beautiful covers i have the high-res images but right. oh very cool yeah i'm looking forward to those uh so i was I'm able to snack poster, right don't you think they'll make a poster book at some point because marvel does really beautiful poster books yeah yeah, yeah that'd be awesome but it, it, it might be kind of hard to come by or pricey so just as art you know they do like it i think they're usually like 20 pages and they're only 25 dollars they, they seem like a steal the deal honestly yeah it's gonna be it'll be really high quality i'm sure alex ross really doesn't let anything publish of his that's not um from an image standpoint when he releases those coffee book kind of things uh, <laughs> uh so should be beautiful has anyone listened to the Marvels podcast? What's that? Oh, I was thinking when when you were talking about Alex Ross, I was thinking the Marvels. Has anyone listened to the Marvels podcast? I watch a lot of his art online where he talks a lot and just kind of paints. It's I find it soothing and really awesome. Um, I like watching him and a couple others that uh, really kind of cool. Some of their Instagram and social media is pretty cool too. Um, not all of them hawk uh, the comic they're working on, so. Yeah, I haven't. Well, I haven't. I haven't listened to the Marvels podcast at all. No, it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. Did you ever listen to the Wolverine one? Oh, I did. That one was great. Yeah. So the this one's sort of like a follow up. It's obviously you know, a completely different story, but it's just from like citizens' perspectives mm -hmm. of of those stories. But yeah, the same thing. Um, just scripted and all that. But uh, uh, so. Last couple minutes of the show, um, some video game news. Uh, actually, the uh, probably because of the pandemic and also because it's Nintendo, the Switch broke a historic hardware sales record in August, like which had stood since 2008. Does anyone remember what system was hot in 2008? 2008? Oh. It will be a Nintendo system, I'm sure. Yes. There's no... Like we, we we think very oddly that like that's it we you got it we yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was nice <laughs> yeah uh, so and what's crazy what's crazy about the switch is you know they always made it for like I remember a year before the system came out they were doing that tease and you had the millennials in a rooftop apartment and I was like how can you afford that rooftop apartment millennials ah but the point was that they were taking the game out of the hub and going all around and, and traveling around and and how can you afford to travel around ah but anyway 
the switch has always been compelling from that standpoint, right? Well, during quarantine, I get they they had the switch light, and it's kind of replaced like the DS. The DS is no longer in production. You have two DS XL that's sort of still out there. Find it, um, but it's doubled the sales from a year ago. So that's I mean that's crazy. And then video games as an industry. billion um, in in August. That's nuts. And that's up 37% from this time last year. Or you say 3.3 billion this month or this year? No, I think this is uh, this is this uh, quarter. Yeah, this quarter. It was this year so far. Yeah, because it's up. It's up 30% from this time last year. So. And um, Madden is number one overall for August. I'm interested to see the numbers on the Avengers a couple weeks from now when they do this next month. But um, video games. But especially, like, you know, we all have them on our phone. So it's just interesting that the the systems are doing so well, I guess. Well, I mean, with everybody quarantined still, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as, like, the shop. You know, we have a lot of people coming to the shop. They're like how are you guys doing through this craziness? And we're like, we're actually doing really good because, I mean, people are still staying at home, so they got to get their nerd on. So what else are you going to do? You're going to buy trades, you're going to buy comics, you're going to buy miniatures to paint and all that jazz. So it makes sense. You know, obviously, like everybody else, when this whole thing started out, we were very scared. We were, was going to happen? But within the first two or three weeks, we are like, oh, okay, we might be okay because, you know, you got to get your nerd on. And thankfully, there's shops out there that help people get their nerd on. So it doesn't surprise me at all as far as games, because I'm one of those cats. I'm not a very big gamer. But, you know, just recently I bought um, the new uh, Mortal Kombat just because I stayed at home more. And I'm like, well, let me just go ahead and do this. And I will be buying the Avengers game as well because I'm staying at home more. I'm, I'm trying not to go out as much. But uh, so yeah, it totally it totally makes sense for me. And Chaz, for your store, Adventure Begins, I think I think sports cars are on like an eight year high right now. I mean that that industry is on fire. <laughs> like sports cards has gone crazy. It yeah. is nuts. And actually, we're doing our very first sports break this Saturday at five. You can watch it live in store or like on my Twitch and and all that jazz. And people are just like. Psh- they're flooded too. The sports car, I mean, it is, it's an all day thing, sports cards. It's ridiculous. But uh, I've even had one, one guy has quit his job and just does sports cards now. He just buys and trades and sells sports cards. And uh, so much to the fact that all these people keep coming in and telling me how successful they are, where I'm like, why am I buying comic books? I should be buying sports cards. But of course, that never happens. Because um, I'm too passed onto that as a speculative market. I mean, it's almost it's crazy. It's almost like day trading. Because you know, they, they uh, the the sports card equivalent of CGC is PSA. So the yeah. big thing is to try to scour eBay, scour the shops, mm-hmm. uh, go bust packs, and get these cards that might be worth like ten dollars now, but you get it graded at gym ten, and then that guy becomes an all star, and it's just like it, it's it's insane. <laughs> And, you know, like uh, Jordan from the Astros, he was high, high commodity. I mean, people were – and if you got his card, man, they were holding on to it. They couldn't wait. Then he got injured and – like, nobody wants a Jordan card right now. And I'm like, he's still a player, but he's not playing now. Um, 
But for the most part, man, it's just it's it's nuts. It blows my mind right now how big sports cards are because I remember collecting them as a kid, and uh, you know I've I've fallen into the hype where I bought a couple of boxes here and there, and I open them up, I'm like very cool, like I got this dude, and he's worth a lot. But see that collector in me, I still have a jaw in my. I mean, it's worth a lot of money, and I still have it. It's just hanging up next to my bed, just chilling out. I could sell it. <laughs> I want to sell it, but. Am I going to sell it? Probably not. I'm too big of a collector. I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah, but I, I mean, I think, like, as you pointed out, people are just, like, trying to take comfort in their hobbies. They're at home. They're going through their collections. They're filling out their back issues, um, mm -hmm. filling out their baseball card sets, stuff like that. So uh, it's uh, interesting times. And uh, just glad that I can spend an hour with you guys each week talking about all this stuff takes all our minds off of it. Hopefully it does for the listeners and viewers as well. Uh, so thank you for being with me again, Miss Jen, John, and Chaz. And thank you for watching and or listening to Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by Space Cadets Collection Collection and The Adventure Begins. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online like Taste Buds, Music Cafe, Adventure Begins Show with Chaz and Jarek, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Weekly Fallout, Sports Talk, and Between the Threes, Business Talk, you can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KBQT HD 21, over the air on your television. All these shows and more are now available on Roku. Just download uh, the app, search for Woodlands Online TV, and add it to your streaming channel lineup. And, of course, you can listen to audio version of this as a podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. And for those of you who are watching, Chaz, what did you draw? Uh, it was Spider-Man. Somebody requested a Spider-Man, so I did Spider-Man. Did you not see it? Here, I'll show it one more time. Oh, wait. No, that's not, me. That's not what I want to do. Turn that back on. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? Oh, there it is. I just got to turn I gotta turn my background off. Sorry. Oh, wrong button. So there it is. Somebody asked for a Spider-Man. It's in Sharpie. Somebody was like, can you do a Spider-Man Sharpie? I was like, I really don't like Sharpie. So, but whatever. Apparently, the Bugs Bunny did really well last time I did it, but... Oh, that Bugs Bunny was awesome. Well, I appreciate your Daffy, it. Your Daffy Duck, phenomenal. The, the Daffy Duck is one of my favorites. It was just a one-off, and it ended up all over the place. Got a whole bunch of likes, and people dig it. So, yeah. Daffy in the Devil outfit. You got a huh? version of it. What's now, that? Do the Daffy in the with the pitchfork in the Devil's outfit for Halloween. Oh, there you go. All right, got another request. I'm about to do that. I have to go back to Daffy. <laughs> so if you're listening, if you're listening to this, go back and watch the last few episodes on WoodlandsOnline.com and see Chaz's work. Uh, until then, see you, nerds, next time on Nerd News Now.